So Tim, yeah, what, it it got reported a couple couple weeks ago that they were guessing that about a million people were on the Death Star uh, yeah. when Luke, when Luke blew it up in Episode Four. Right. So I have a question: How is this AOC's fault, and why did we allow? the liberals to get the green new deal policies into the death star in order to allow it to blow up. Well, here, here's the thing that I I find really convenient. Um, Death stars and Texas were not being blown up in Trump's America under Biden's America. Now there's Jewish space lasers. All of a sudden there's fucking space lasers that are attacking Wind farms, which are eight percent of their fucking energy grid, <laughs> and everything—it's the, it's the windmills, Tim. Everything's just gone to hell. I mean, a million seems high. I mean, I honestly like when you talk, it seems a little high. I mean, I know it's like 1970, and so they weren't really big in extras in those movies. But damn, just a mass murder. You never yeah. think about it from the Nazi side, you know. We need some Marjorie Taylor Greene to give us that perspective, I guess. <laughs> This is the Tim and Tony podcast coming at you from the threshold of hell. JF, play us in. You can leave me in five, we can make it go right away. Baby, meet me outside, you ain't tripping no time, no place. You can put me to the side, you can set that shit aside. Okay, I've composed myself uh, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, my face is beat red right now. Um, yeah. So Tony was so concerned, <laughs> nervous as he's ever been. So my name is Tony Felix. My name is Tim LaDuke. So Tim. That was perfect. That that <laughs> I'm I'm so happy about that cold open. We're, it, they're back. Yeah. I'm doing research. I'm writing stuff down. <laughs> I'm 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 prepping them now. As whereas you know, I, I, not gonna lie, the the comments were right. We were kind of we throwing take- them in, and you know that's 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 on us. It's more on Tim, but yeah. you know because he wasn't yeah, really giving. Sure. I, I was bringing a little bit of energy. He was bringing none, no energy well, whatsoever. Well, I was a passive partner. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. wasn't a lot of wasn't a lot of effort on my part. You know how it is. Definitely, I, I was asking you to push the cart while I went walked through the aisles to pick stuff up, and you weren't even pushing yeah. the cart. Like, no question. wasn't no question. wasn't happening. So, I went next door to Home Depot. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I don't think that you explained that well though. So how is this AOC's fault? Since everything is. <laughs> everything is. I mean, even listening to certain Democrats, that's what you would believe. Yeah. Uh, but. The Texas thing, you know, one of the things that <laughs> it's so funny, like information really is power. One of the things I was not aware of, Texas has its own electrical grid. <laughs> because They're the they- only state. <laughs> They're the only state because they didn't want federal interference. Well, I mean, well, that is incredible. Isn't, isn't that an amazing <laughs> idea? I mean, I, again, my heart goes out to the actual citizens. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That are being no, sure. absolutely just ravaged 
by some horrible, horrible, horrible decision making. Yeah. But I'll be damned if Texas, <laughs> Texas is going to sit here and say the reason for their outages is because of windmills. The Green New Deal, which is a 14 pa- I read it. I don't know if you've read it. It's 14 pages. Yeah. It's not a law. It's merely just saying these are some problems. These are some goals. The Green New Deal, it's not an actual like thing. Like it's just it's it's something it it's like the uh summary spark notes summary of what the eventual actual legislation could end up being it's like the abstract to it it's not an actual law like it's it 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 didn't enact anything it didn't do anything it's as real as jewish space lasers is my point and well i mean it's because of the green new deal read it it's 14 pages it's not that hard and it's actually pretty easy to read i know some people in texas they might have some problems with that but you, you, you're going to want to get into it because you're going to be shocked as to how benign it is. All it is is saying is, hey, climate change is a real effing thing, which I know is, whoa, holy hell, that's wild. I know it is. But just bear with me. All this is saying is it's just a statement of facts. That's all it is. So when, when I love it when people say, oh, it's Green New Deal policies. That, it's not a thing. It's, it's not a thing. It impacts the world even less than Star Wars does. The million people that b- got blown up in the Star Wars universe impacted the actual world more than the Green New Deal has. Because you- it actually led to one of the most, well, actually the most successful film franchise in the world. That has had more impact than the actual Green New Deal because it's just 14 pages of facts, of just this is, we acknowledge this, and this these are our goals. That's all it is. We have to get off of this topic because it's such an angry one, but I just have to say, like, there's spin, and then there's just reality distorting horseshit that we've entered into where... And then there's, and then there's hot yoga for 17 hours type of... Yeah. Type of stretches. It's not even like the guy taking a long hit off the bong and coming up. It's just like (laughs) complete insanity. No, because the people that are talking don't allow weed in their states. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's true. And and but I mean, more importantly, it was like they were making the case that Texas is a bastion of. Oh, oh my God! It's it's where the progressive frontier is mounting an assault on the united states of america and its citizens and its freedoms and all that it holds dear it's texas okay if this was california sure maybe go ahead run along in your meadow of anti-green new deal rhetoric and you're just anti-AFC even though she is about as far away from california as you could possibly be in the united states that's not the point the point is, it's Texas. Ted Cruz is the senator in Texas. Only Texas, well, I shouldn't say only Texas. Alabama, Mississippi, there's a couple of other states that would probably elect Ted Cruz. But, yeah. I mean, say- come on. It's Texas. You're seriously going to stand here with a straight face and tell me, oh, it's liberal policies. I mean, come on. 
what the hell are you talking about? The state has its own power grid because of conservative ideals and I and conservative viewpoints. That's why they're fucked. That's why. There's one reason. Oh, yeah. and by the way, another if you want to make a second reason, the second reason is fucking climate change. The second reason is climate change. It's more extreme weather. And then meanwhile, meanwhile, this is all happening. And like again, I have disagreed with a couple of things that Biden's done already, and I think that's healthy. But hey, we're, we're we're ahead of, we're ahead on schedule on vaccines. Yeah, exactly. Woo! But he just immediately sends aid. Like instead of doing the thing with California, okay, where you, you drag it out for two weeks and have this whole fucking show about it. Yeah, it was- let's no, let's let's get into the response to him real quick. We're not going to do a whole politics podcast today, but let's get into this a little bit. So when this first happened. What was the reaction from a, from let's say AOC since she's the straw man she's the boogeyman for well, for the right what did she and that's the important point is that she immediately started raising money she's raised over five million the last I checked to help people get supplies and she was there she was in the <laughs> freaking state from After New York it was <laughs> Congresswoman from New York Alexandria Ocasio Cortez was in Texas handing shit out, helping, doing whatever she can, and raising money. Where, and I know that this is a topic of conversation that has been going on for a couple of weeks now. Where the fuck was Ted Cruz? He did exactly what he fearmongers about. He crossed the border for a better yeah. time. Yeah. Oh sure my not. god. For a he better life. The and he left his dog. <laughs> this is we we at the Tim and Tony podcast are a pro dog podcast yeah i could not have thought of i could not have written a better microcosm of who ted cruz is as a person than this than this whole situation hang on when there's a natural disaster in his state he flees to cancun blames his children for going packs an entire bag even had the like extender zipper opened and then and then lies and says oh the plan was always to do that then it comes out that like an hour after or an hour before i heard i saw different stories about that but around the time that he put out the statement is when he booked his return flight and he left his dog in freezing temperatures to me the most What, what a vile piece of shit the video or the, like the picture started coming out and like normally we just jump all over but even a lot of like liberal twitter was like that doesn't look like him that's not him at first and then once we realized because here's the thought process if he was going to do this why is he taking fucking southwest like why why is he in like an airport fucking terminal like it was almost like it's so stupid stupid i didn't think about that that's a great it's point almost hard to like have a lot of vitriol because it's so stupid yeah that he, he's like flying like on a public airline to fucking cancun like that was the point that made it so unbelievable and then it was true yeah like as a and you know you know me tim and you're gonna love that i tie it back to this as a patriots yeah. fan Right. I have seen many a, hey, look at this person at X at Logan Airport. 
he's he's coming to the Patriots. I, I'm a yeah. seasoned vet when it comes to grainy cell foot. Well, it, back in the day, it was flip phones, so they actually were grainy ass pictures. But I'm used to dissecting these pictures and trying to figure out if it's actually the person or if it's someone that looks like them. But I mean, you had different angles. You got yeah, videos, and then I'm he kidding. comes back in the Texas mask. It's a, oh, now we're okay. What a pandering piece of shit. I'm sorry. Like, care. just just awful. It was awful. Just awful. It was so bad because they've, they've, they've made this whole, like, segment about Pelosi getting a haircut and all this which, crazy stuff. Which I have to say, not great. Not what I want. Yeah, not, not what I want my Speaker of the House to be doing. Not great. Not not a good look at all. That Same thing was, with Gavin Newsom. Not great. Not great that you're yeah. not shutting down your businesses, but you're shutting down. Not great. But come on. It, it was. It was one of the truly awful. Like if this like again, if it was happening to me, I would have like lost my shit in anger. Obviously. Yeah. But like just watching it from afar and the, was just and then the argument and then then the argument's like oh you know what's he gonna do this isn't something that he can actively help with it's like okay so you're the senator you're one of two senators from Texas the state that is currently going through a what a natural disaster disaster a, a weather disaster I don't know what it's technically classified as a very very fucking bad situation and you're the senator who has i i would assume contacts with the federal government i would imagine at some point you're gonna want to have federal aid in your state i would imagine that you're gonna be you're gonna be able to much easier easily much easily much more easily communicate with those federal people in the United States, when you're not in Cancun, I would assume, I don't know about that, but how about this? How about, there was also an argument that was, well, he, he wouldn't know what to do. That's not his expertise. Okay, great. Here's where you learn. Here's where you go to whoever the decision makers are in this response. You talk to them, you help them. You help grease the skids on whatever situation or whatever decisions need to be made. Whoever needs to be talked to, people know who you are. People are going to listen to you on a national stage. Do whatever the fuck you can. Don't leave. Don't leave to Cancun. I, I, I don't know how hard it is to understand, but if something like that is happening in your state, how about you try to help as opposed to just throw your hands up in the air and go, ah, I don't know. And then allow a congresswoman from New York and multiple other Democrats, not in the state of Texas, to raise all this money. And then seeing Beto O'Rourke, obviously a Democrat from Texas, raising, I believe he got up to like $3 million at one point. Like, they're they're doing stuff. How, how much money did Ted Cruz raise? I, who knows? Who knows? I, I really appreciate, Tony, that you've given all the good faith arguments as to why he wasn't there. I would like to give you my favorite disingenuous one that came out of OAN, which is he has a nice house and he wanted to put less pressure on the power grid, so he left. What? <laughs> she, 
This this news anchor from OAN tweeted that out. Didn't just say it on air. Like thought, uh, wrote it out, memorialized and, it. Which is just, I mean, like chef's kiss <laughs> of complete. Oh my god, that was my favorite argument. The ones you gave, while stupid, actually had like a kernel of reasonableness in them. Wow, like they start. Yeah, they started with an idea, but that's like, whoa, whoa, what? No. Just yeah. slap yourself. No, that's stupid. Um, right. Yeah. So that's, I, I mean, hey, that's what's been going on. That's how the first, uh, how, how many days has it been of the, it's been about 34 days. First, yeah. first third, first third half of that uh, first hundred days. Uh, right. But hey, we're ahead on vaccines. Yeah. We're not getting any student loan forgiveness because fuck students. No. Fuck Hell no. <laughs> um, especially if you go to Harvard, especially if you're super smart, then you're definitely not getting it. Um, yeah, this is I, not going to lie. I don't know if I'm disappointed or pleasantly surprised at, as to how the first month ish has gone of the Biden presidency. <sighs> I, because on one hand, the vaccine yeah. thing, that's, currently a certifiable success that's going very well um but you know all the other talking all all the actual talking points that he had uh during the campaign and i know you know i'm gonna keep talking about the student loan thing because it most directly impacts me uh if at one point you're gonna run on fifty thousand no strings attached i'm just gonna sign it first hundred days into executive uh as an executive order and then at a town hall like two weeks in your administration someone comes up to you asks you so what are you going to do about the fifty thousand dollars student loan forgiveness oh i'm not i i'm not going to do it i'm going to do ten thousand and that's only for i believe he said only for public universities and now it's coming out that it's going to be taxed as well so now depending on how much money you make now you're only going to really get like between six and nine grand. So, you know, this is super fun. I mean, it, the student loan forgiveness whole situation is the exact, it's the exact move that I just foresaw for the entire four years was, Oh, I know I'm going to, I'm going to say all these pie in the sky things. And then we're going to get such a watered down, very not exciting and not very impactful uh, end result. And that's exactly what's happening with this. Well, I mean, just a couple things on that. Um, so the official campaign promise was that they were going to cancel 10K and that they were going to propose a bill or they were going to propose a bill or try to do it through budget reconciliation for the 50. So the ultimate goal was to get 50, but they wanted to do it through Congress. Uh, I don't know that he ever made a pledge to executive order that it was more like Chuck Schumer and Elizabeth Warren were making the case that he could. I'll I'll see if I can find it or listeners, if you want to go ahead and uh, see if you can find whether he said it or not. Uh, And if I'm wrong, I'm perfectly okay with being wrong, but the rhetoric at a minimum, the rhetoric was always 50. Well, and the excuse sucks, I think is what we're really getting at. Yeah. Because like, if 
if you if if there's a possibility that you can get rid of 50k with the swipe of the pen i i'm just gonna tell you right now i'm gonna ruin the surprise you're not getting 51 votes to the senate you're just not doing it. you're just not doing it one of mansion or, or cinema will say no yeah it's 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 just gonna how it's gonna be so like do you think it's the right decision or not ultimately i mean we we talk about this a lot but the Affordable Care Act back in 2012, Obama had several top advisors saying, you are going to lose if you make this your top issue. You're going to lose this election. This is your top issue. And he said, I'm willing to lose. <laughs> yeah, That's because he, and, and I'm not saying that Biden doesn't have principles and all that stuff, but like, say what you want about Obama. He had the X number of things that he 100% wanted to do. And for the most part, he did them. Now, he had eight years, and by all accounts, Joe Biden's not going to be running again. Uh, so, you know, that's going to be tough. And we're probably about to get murdered in the midterms uh, in Congress. Yeah. So that'll be fun. He sucks. The, the excuse is like this whole, you know, getting along anti-partisanship thing. And, I mean, I, I go back to, like, 2009. This is hard to fathom, I think a lot of people but 2009 which is not that long ago when dems had democrats had 58 seats in the senate yeah and they did what they're doing now then with with some more moderate i will say senators back then I, but I, I mean they did pass the affordable care act which was huge. they did it well i don't think they did that in that first before the midterms in 2010 oh they, i see what you're saying okay that first that first bit they were very like I want to say gentle about things. And that's kind of what they're doing now where cinema and mansion are saying, no, we won't get rid of the filibuster, which, okay. So what are you, what are you planning on doing then? Because no, well, nothing. That, that's what, that's my point. Nothing. Like what are you planning on actually getting done then? Because you can only do so much through budget reconciliation. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, immigration reform cannot be through budget reconciliation. We know that for a fact. Yep. So you, your, your plan is to try and get 60 votes. Good luck. Which is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We didn't get 60 votes to convict the guy. You, yeah, yeah. We didn't get... To the Capitol. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting 60 votes. Like, if you if you want a litmus test for how, how, many, how many Republicans are going to actually go against the party, if you want a litmus test as to how that's going to go, uh... I can't think of a better example than when their literal house is stormed. Is was, when they themselves, the actual people that are voting, their lives were put in danger. The vice president of their party, it was said that they were going to hang him. They were chanting it. Yeah, they, the they planted IEDs at the GOP office, and even then, even at that point, still, we're good. Still, yeah, just amazing. And and some of them even voted for decertify the uh, or to not decertify because it wasn't certified yet, but not to certify the election. Which is the whole cause of that of that bullshit? They came back, and Josh Hawley with his fist in the air, as though he 
as though he was standing for something. Over 150 of them did. Yeah. Just, just, so no save the you know and, and again you and i are from arizona we already know how this works we saw jeff flake operate for years so we already know it's not going to happen they're just not that into you it's just it, it's it's not it's not you it's me it's just it, it's I, I i know what the right thing to do is but i also know it's going to get me a brand new tesla i really do which hey you know what Far be it for me <laughs> to say whether or not you should compromise your moral compass to have nicer things. Cause I, I I've never been given that. I've never been given that uh, decision yeah, to make. That, right. I, I've never been offered that. So, you know, that that's a fair point, but yeah. And, and, and it's a huge, but I would like to think that, Somewhere along the road, I would draw the line at armed sedition of the capital. Some somewhere along that point, before there, somewhere before that, <laughs> I, I would hope so. I would hope so. I, I mean, personally, I would imagine that I would probably stop somewhere at uh, on national television asking a foreign country to infiltrate your political enemies' emails. I would hope. But I mean, shit, that was what, six years ago? Yeah. <laughs> by I the mean, way, by, by the way, what, what, just so that we can update on Trump's uh, <laughs> campaign promises, what were they? Lock her up, build a wall. Were there any other ones? Because neither of those have happened. Huh? Great. Greatness. Oh, yeah. 2020. America. That was Trump's America, everybody. <laughs> that we was had two of the worst stock market days in american history uh we had a gold pandemic that was supposed to be done by easter remember that supposed to be done by easter uh and as of a year ago today i saw this on twitter as of a year ago today trump made a tweet saying and we don't know now because you know he's suspended sorry buddy but (laughs) someone someone had a has a screenshot today 2020 and today meaning february 24th 2020 he tweeted out that the that the coronavirus pandemic was in was under control and that we were and that we were cooperating with all the foreign powers to make sure that it doesn't spread doesn't uh you know ravage the earth anymore or whatever his verbiage was but yeah a year ago today uh last time i checked i'm here in san diego we're still in the tier one uh, and that's after resetting. So yeah, killing it, killing it. So making America great didn't do that. Building the wall, sure as fuck didn't do that. Lock her up. I don't oh. even think charges were brought. So you know, super solid, super solid from the Trump presidency. They did the executive order for funds in the border wall, but Biden just stopped that. So yeah, it's 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 you know. <laughs> Back to politics being frustrating in the way we're used to. <laughs> Which, yeah, we just had a that was kind of a policy argument, kind of like we got into uh, Texas's infrastructure plans. Like that was fun. I f- I feel yeah. like I feel like it's 2012, and I'm watching the Paul Ryan Joe Biden vice president uh, uh, 
Well, I mean, because that because they actually got like economic policy and stuff. It was super fun. Here's a sign that politics is going back to whatever the hell normal is. Uh, the Tiger Woods accident that happened yesterday. Wow. Okay. No. Literally, no. 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 That's, that, that's not how you're gonna. St- no, I'm. I'm serious. I'm seriously gonna tie this in. Did you watch the coverage of it? Yes. CNN. It was like that plane they lost in the fucking sea that they spent. Like, it was just wall to wall. They had a doctor come on and talk about his condition before we knew if he was fucking alive. Yeah. They were just like, hey, what's he okay. doing? Okay, yeah. I Okay, I like this point. Okay. Like, we, like, there was just nothing to talk about. We're so bored by politics already that we're just back to like, we have to cover everything that happens out of this car crash. And half the stuff that came out initially was wrong. Like, yeah, like the Jaws of Life thing. Yeah, that's a big mix-up. That came from the sheriff, though. That's not like, okay, I want to be clear. I'm not like bashing. This, the, I will say, though, this is how I saw the media report. This is exactly how we saw reporting the Kobe uh, helicopter crash. Yes, yes. So I wouldn't say that we're really back to normal. <laughs> well, I mean, he... I, but my point is, is that they did it that way intentionally because they needed, they needed airtime on something yeah. we're interested in. And so they, yeah, this, this was very apropos to like the, the OJ chase. It was very, very similar to stuff that like, yo, uh, until we have something to report. Yeah. It was like, what the hell? Why, why are you talking about this? Lying in this car wreck all day, all day. They didn't switch topics. They just talked about the fucking Tiger Woods. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, I'm not- and, and you, you know how, and again, we're from everything that we know now, he's, you know, awake. He's, yeah. he had emerged. I guess he had emerged. Okay. Now I don't even know. Was the report that he had emergency surgery on his leg? Correct. So from what I understand about it, and I'm going to butcher this, we have a doctor who listens to this podcast is just going to like, Start kind of a doctor who doesn't ever listen. Well, med student, yeah, med student, but anyways, yeah, okay, yeah. And by the way, Everett, what's up, dude? Thanks for listening. They uh, they basically have to like carve out the cartilage of his knee or some shit, and they have to do that over the course of two weeks now. Oh, paint like a oh my god, I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Uh, the college basketball player who got in the NBA got in a big motorcycle accident. Now, oh, uh, 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 oh, shit. I know this is he, horrible. Does, he, he does, he does the show with Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, we're great at this. Jay Williams, Jay Williams, he had like the exact same thing done, and he said it was the most painful experience by far of his life having that surgery. And that's after Tiger Woods, like what a month ago, had back surgery. Yeah, he's still rehabbing the back. I mean, aside from the absurdist coverage of it, um, my reaction, like, it's just instantly because you and I just watched the Tiger Dog. My, like, instant reaction was just, I hope he's okay. Like, I hope that this wasn't the result of any intoxication, which we know it wasn't now. At least we're pretty sure. We do? They, I mean, the sheriff said he was definitely not drunk. We don't know pills, you know. Hard to test. They're not going to have. Well, not- and I would imagine he did. 
he was rehabbing from a back surgery. Well, I would imagine he had the report, like the not report. even an illegal amount. I'm just saying, I'm sure he was like Tylenol. I'm sure. Well, the the report that came out was he was late to a meeting and he was rushing, so we know that for sure. So, what 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 appears like happened as of this hour is that he was rushing to a meeting. He was driving recklessly, as one is does when rushing sometimes, and you know, unfortunately, got in a really really bad accident. That there, I, I can't remember who said it, but it was one. Of, it was somebody close to Tiger who said, "Look, we're we're just hoping he can walk again." Yeah. Yeah, because again, and and Everett, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but emergency surgery means like if we yeah. don't operate now, it's gone. <laughs> you never want that because I mean, like, that's... like, and I again, we're both third year law students, so everything that we're saying medically should be not even taken with a grain of salt, shouldn't be taken at all. But like, from <laughs> my understanding, because you know, I have read a lot of medical records because of the area of law I'm going into. But emergency surgery, that means like, uh, and especially on a leg, if you're doing emergency surgery on a leg, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that means if we don't operate now, it's, we're going to have to, we're going to, you're going to lose it. Right. And I mean, the good thing is, is that we now know he was lucid when they pulled him out, which seems like a good sign, seems better than just pass the hell out seems long-term good <laughs> short-term i can't imagine the pain yeah and i mean obviously i have to say like my second reaction was i'm really glad no one else was hurt yeah well because it, it was a one car accident yeah. right yeah and even if there was no intoxication right like whatever happened i'm glad no one else was hurt because yeah. this is now the third incident we've had with him in a car where it has been a solo accident that he hasn't harmed anybody else and he damn well could have the first two times. And he damn well could have this time. Yeah, it's just... That, that has to be brought up with all this stuff. It's like, thank God, thank God yeah. that this did not harm anybody else. I mean, the thing with Tiger, you know, you can speak to this too, but like, the thing with Tiger is that people are saying like, you know, fuck golf, like just get right. And so he can spend time with this. And I totally agree with that. But for that guy, like he's, I know that this phrase gets overused to its detriment, but he is literally built differently. <laughs> like the yeah, fact yeah, it, that that's what the Twitter phrase was. He yeah. is who the Twitter phrase was for. It's like him, MJ, Bill Russell, uh, Wilt in a different way for Wilt, but Wilt, uh lebron brady and aren't you proud of me i said all those names before brady and lebron uh but yeah like the and tiger they built different that that actually is true that's what i mean and so when people are talking about like we don't know how he's going to come back from this like if anybody on planet earth (laughs) would be able to come back from this i have full confidence at that age i have full confidence that it is tiger woods like the shittiest part in in a golf perspective i I think we've covered the life death life healthiness portion sufficiently for our purposes uh obviously for number priorities number one through like 72 are all hey man let's hope he can walk 
Let's hope you can yeah. play with your kids. Let's hope that you can like live a good, a, a good life <laughs> for like being able to do stuff for yourself. So by many accounts, it seems like that's the case. Hopefully. Um, from a golf perspective, it's so depressing because I, and I mean, there were multiple celebrities. I think it was David Spade. He was golfing with him earlier that day. Yeah. And he did an interview with Nance where he seemed. Yeah. And, and he was talking about how like he hasn't felt this good since, uh, yeah. since before his first back surgery. He did look like, off. Wow. He did look off. And I, I know that that's dumb to do the whole, he looks like he's intoxicated type thing, but people were worried when that interview came out that he looked hungry. Oh, I didn't see that. Whether or not, whether or not he was, again, that's complete speculation. But and there, has and and should not be taken to be related to anything no, that we no, just no. talked about about the car accident. Because as we said, that wasn't at play. Right. Uh, you know, I, I just I just keep thinking about that line at the end of the Tiger Doc. I forget who says it, but he's like, all these young golfers are like. We want to be in a Sunday with Tiger. We want to be coming down, uh, you know, to the end, going up against him. And then he just pauses and says, the fuck you do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's yeah. the best line in, in the entire doc. Like, it's, the- it, it's like when uh, Roy Williams uh, during the MJ doc does the, does the line. Uh, I've, I, there's only one guy I've ever seen that could turn it on, turn it on and off. And he never turned it the fuck off. It, it very very much like that quote where it's just like yeah no no it, it like like you said built different it, it, we're, we're not talking about just some normal dude like with <laughs> kind of related uh steve kerr uh, si did this whole study about like all these nba players that had never dunked before and the question that was posed was something of the sort of like what keeps them from doing this and steve kerr tweets uh, speaking from speaking for myself, uh, the ability to do so. Yeah, <laughs> right. But like, there there's differences in this stuff. Like, if you or I, if this happened to you or I, we're out of commission for years. <laughs> yeah, years. And he still might be, by the way. And he still yeah. might be. But yeah, like, God, God help me if I had the medical history that he had. Yeah, I, I I mean it's, I mean, and it, it changes the whole conversation because you and I were going to do a whole conversation about the about the doc and how yeah. like crazy his dad was and how you know just insane the whole story is and we kind of alluded to it a couple episodes ago about how like we the people wow yeah I mean we talked about politics today so yeah we the people. Uh, react to you know the rise and fall of stars like uh with like with what we talked about and you know it's another fall and this isn't even like of his doing it seems like it's just it's a freak accident and it's just it's it's to the point now where it's just like this was my first thought this dude cannot catch a fucking break like Every yeah. couple of years, he's got to, I mean, he couldn't even go a month without having another 
uh, medical medical scare or medical situation. Like it's just it's well, it's awful. It's awful. His body, you know, I, I think a lot about this and this this ties in, you know, to the doc a little bit. So so Malcolm Gladwell comes out with his famous book Outliers, where he talks about the ten thousand hour rule. Yeah. Ten thousand hours is required for mastery. I mean, that type of study was not out when Tiger was a kid, obviously. But you have to imagine that kid was at about ten thousand by age eight or nine. He was a, he he was easily at ten thousand hours before he was on that amateur circuit, like oh, easily, for sure. And so, the theory, while sound as far as science goes, what has made it problematic is that parents, coaches, teachers have taken it to mean I've got to get my kid ten thousand hours and whatever the fuck. Before, before the age of 12 because right. here, because here's the problem this and especially the tiger swing and again hey ever you're getting a pretty big shout out during this podcast but he's also our probably the best golfer that listens to this podcast could have could have could have done something but you know had to made the decision to do a little thing called med school so shouts to you but i mean his swing is so damn violent and has been for That's what I mean. for a long time that you know your body's just not you're not your body's not going to be able to withstand that just thrashing because golf I mean people make jokes about oh yeah it's sport uh, like you're not getting a lot of exercise yeah if you're just you're, if you're us drinking driving a golf cart having a good time and all that stuff like if you're us yeah no it's not that much of a workout if you're tiger woods and you're you're shooting at a professional level and you're snapping you're freaking locking your leg after every single swing and you're doing it a thousand plus times a day to perfect it like yeah that's a sport and that is physically taxing, which is why if you go to any one of these tournaments in person, these dudes are jacked. Like they are yoked, especially like Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, like all these dudes, even the skinny ones like Justin Thomas. Dudes, dudes just cut. I mean, they're all peak level athletes. The days of John Daly and like VJ Singh and Phil Mickelson. Yeah. They're they're gone except for Phil's calves. Outside of that, yeah, he's got right. he's got a little gut. I mean, the the days of those guys, it's it's gone. They're done. And you know, the, with the tiger thing, like just the point I wanted to make was like when you when you see like parents who are like, the fuck I can't put my kid in football when he's eight years old and have him play tackle or whatever it may be. Yeah. Like look like. Best case scenario, right? Your kid really is Tiger fucking Woods, right? And he grows up to be a billionaire for playing a sport. And that's awesome. The other side to that is that you can actually ruin someone's body as a kid. Like, and, the- and, and by the way, if they're Tiger Woods, there's a very good likelihood that they're going to become Tiger Woods, whether you push them out to a golf course at the age of six or not. Like if they truly are them, it's, there's a pretty solid chance that it's going to end up at least at some level of that. It's the argument for having other interests besides that. And the greatest 
did. Jordan did. Jordan played multiple sports. LeBron played multiple sports in high school. Brady, uh, like uh, Brady. Russell Wilson, <laughs> all the all these guys did. Yeah. So I mean, my point is just like this idea that parents have adopted. Like you can learn a lot from what's going on with Tiger right now. Like his body, by the time he was thirty-five, forget all of his personal stuff. By the time he was thirty-five, he his body was done. Like that's not even normal for like a normal human being who doesn't play sports and just like regularly works out. You shouldn't yeah. like, they weren't, people don't fall apart like that. You only do that when you put so much strain on like the sensitive ligaments of your body. And, you know, would Tiger become Tiger without that? I don't know. That's an impossible fucking question. But the point is like the 10,000 hour rule has been taken to this like i'm gonna treat my kid like tiger woods and that's oh, the it's 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 been bastardized because it's like look, I mean. it, it's it, it doesn't mean that you need to shove ten thousand hours into your 13 year old that, that's not what that means it means if they want to do it when they start when their body starts to mature and stuff with you know now if they're if they really want to play pool <laughs> Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's not you're not going to do anything to them. But like golf, tennis, uh, golf, tennis, football, those are in and really baseball, basketball, not as much. Your knees can go fast. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've seen that with high school guys a lot, you know, that yeah. like, we got a high school. I mean, thank God that hasn't happened to some big names, but some of the smaller names really flamed out early. Yeah, that's a fair point. So maybe I don't even say not as much basketball, but like when you're doing the same motion over and over and over and over and over again, especially with yeah. like pitching and yeah. tennis and golf, like because they're such specific and unnatural movements, yep. you're just going to mess up your body. I mean, I, especially if you're yeah. doing it just a little bit wrong. Like Tiger, yeah. as perfect as it was, had too much violence in it like in his lower half especially and that over time like over time you can't change that he's done that swing a million times he's not going to change it it's one of you know a dozen majors like <laughs> yeah i mean for for every uh for every clayton kershaw there's 10 million kids that blow out their elbow by the age of 12 because oh, longer I mean, now I, some of the shit i've seen dude is like yeah. i mean it used to be that like you couldn't get Tommy John before you were 18. Yeah. I'm hearing shit about uh, multiple high school pitchers yeah. that I know having Tommy John already. What was the what was the what was the guy that was drafted a few years back for the Astros? Aiken. Uh, Brady Aiken. Yes. Yeah, Brady Aiken. Yes. Brady Aiken's a, a great example. Like he had, he's now had two Tommy Johns, right? Yeah, yeah, and the, his first one, I believe, was in high school. <laughs> yeah, and you know, a part of this is genetics. Like, we can't take that out of this, but there's also a part of it that's like Brady Aiken was pitching in these club tournaments where he's throwing a hundred innings in a weekend at age and like throwing, and throwing fucking hard. Like that dude yeah, was that dude was throwing full games at ninety eight. <laughs> Like, I know that everybody's ass gets tight when we talk about rest now. I'm not talking about guys taking games off. I'm yeah, no, 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 no. We're not talking about Kawhi fucking setting yeah. out an entire season because he got his feelings hurt. That's not what we're talking about. It's not the same thing. I'm, I'm saying, like, I'm when I was a kid, it had gone too far. Yes. It gotten worse 
since then in terms of the like these club teams now that I hear about like club soccer and stuff where it's like they're playing like 10 games on a weekend every weekend just boom boom and they practice four days a week and they're like 10 yeah <laughs> I'm like and, I don't... And, and and I mean again we're doing our favorite thing of back when I was a kid this is what yeah. happened to me yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, love- I, I, I mean, you know, you and I were pitchers at, you know, at a level, um, and I got to the point where I got just sick and tired of fucking playing baseball, because it was just like, and especially in Arizona, you can play year yeah. the f around. You can play at all times, whenever you want, as yeah. long as you know you have enough kids on your team. And I had to take a year and I was just like, look, this sucks. Like my arm's sore and it's perpetually sore because we're doing these freaking tournaments every single weekend. And I'm, you know, I'm pitching X amount of innings every single weekend. Like it's just, it's, it's not sustainable. Like at one point, was I pretty good? Yeah. Did my arm blow out at a certain point? Yes, it did. (laughs) Now, was I ever going to, no, I was not. I, bar- I could barely throw 80. That's not the point. The Tiger thing, you know? Like, yeah. This this kid, like, you see it now and what's happened to his body and it's just completely betrayed him. Yeah. And his, I mean, this is a guy, like, you think, like, Brady and LeBron are crazy with their diet and with their workout stuff. Tiger's every bit as nuts as they are. And Tiger was, Tiger went to the well first. He was, he was one of the first he ones. Was, there. He, like, he was oh, one shit. of the first guys to do that. I mean, Brady, you saw, Cody. and we, we've we've talked about it multiple times. Brady, when he came to the league, and even a couple years after, it wasn't until I believe after he tore his ACL that he really started to take that shit seriously. Yeah, I mean, I, I read something that Kobe actually took a lot of diet and workout stuff from Tiger from meeting with him. Yeah. So he was really one of the first one. Like, it's not that he didn't do everything that a human being with unlimited money i want to stress that unlimited resources can do to take care of yeah whatever the best tech that's available he's been doing it since he was 18 like (laughs) but he even says it in the doc at a certain point you're chasing that high at a certain point you're chasing that feeling of being on top and he did that and he was able to win the masters a couple years back and he said the motivating factor for that was I wanted to, I wanted my kids to see me at the top. Like yeah. I, I wanted, like all my kids know is me not being able to get out of bed. All my kids know is, Oh, daddy's going in for surgery again or whatever. Like that was the motivating factor behind that. And like, yeah. damn, man, it's just, it <laughs> sucks because he's like by the time you and I were cognizant of like what was going on in sports and culture and all that stuff, like he was already well into, Hey, this guy's a God. And so like, he's, he's our first sort of peek into the limits of what an athlete can do in their sport. And then LeBron came now Brady's here. The problem with Brady is that it's not like, He's not doing these physical feats that like, you know, that are hulky in leaping mountains and shit like Tiger is where he's hitting the ball 200 plus yards out of a bunker around a tree landing on a green like that stuff is insane. Seeing what LeBron's doing at the age of 36 is insane, like physically Brady sitting in a pocket throwing a ball 
that's a vast oversimplification Ooh. of it, but like it's it's not and he hasn't had as many surgeries and all that stuff. It's just different to see Tiger do the stuff that he was doing even just a couple months ago and to now think like who knows? Who knows if he'll even play again? Because yeah. I mean I mean at a certain point, how many surgeries are you going to get? Like, it's the same thing with Gronk. Like, how many surgeries, man? Like, just be happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, too. You got enough money. The money hasn't been the thing in a decade. He's a Mount Rushmore athlete, you know? And yeah. there's really only three of those that have been in our lives. I mean, we didn't really see Jordan at his peak. We obviously didn't see Russell. Didn't see, like, a Montana. Didn't see Ali. You know, stuff like that. I would say there's a couple more than three. I mean, so we got Brady, and this is one of the dumbest arguments that's been going on the last month. But like, oh, you got to pick four. Well, no, it's not. It's not the literal four. It's like who's the best of their sports, and it's like, okay, you could count Federer, but like, eh, Nadal's pretty close to him. And if we're talking about you know Mount Rushmore stuff, then that probably doesn't count. Serena's definitely on there. LeBron uh brady and tiger like that's pretty much it so my point is there's been this this point has been made over and over again but golf is obviously a sport that you can be playing professionally quote unquote when you're like 60 in your like you can do it at a certain point for tiger though i don't see him being that guy I don't see him being the old man out there just trying to make a par. I just see it. That's not how he's wired. He doesn't play golf because he loves it. He plays golf because he likes dominating people. And that was the vehicle through which he could do it. At. Yeah. He is, he's, he's a winner. <laughs> like he's not just golfing. He is trying to kill you. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's like what, plays- I don't know how he can play the sport if if that's not before. So I I don't see him being the 60-year-old fat dude. No, it's like what LeBron said, I'll quit, I'll retire when I suck. And what Brady used to say, now he's he's in the weird zone of putting literal age numbers to it. But like LeBron, LeBron's still at the point where he's saying, until I suck, I'm gonna keep playing. And I don't suck. And probably in line to win an MVP if they, you know, stop this fucking losing streak. But like, you know, it's, it's almost, I, 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 I don't picture tiger. Like you said, I don't picture tiger with a beer gut out there, just being out there, just be with the guys. I, I don't see that happening. No, that's never been a part of it. For, it's it, And it's the perfect time. You know, I thought the documentary, when I watched it, I was like, this is great. This should come out when he's done. Because there's at that point, I was like, we might have two more years where he's at least got a shot. So, but well, now, and what's crazy is he might still. We have no idea. I know, Dude's I a know. physical freak. He won a major. He won the Masters on a broken leg. Right, and just you know, but my point is, is like, it's kind of perfect. Like we've memorialized his career in such like a perfect way in that doc. To where, like, if this was it, you know, we, we've, we've had all this time to kind of think about, like, 
him winning him winning at Augusta again and us getting to relive all of the highlights after that and then with the documentary like a few months ago what doesn't happen in golf very often because you do get to play into your 60s is you don't get this like farewell moment you don't get the definitive tying of the bow moment yeah people just hang on there's no farewell fucking tour you're just 60 years old out there putting around Matt's that moment at Augusta where you won again was like we were like if he doesn't do anything else we fucking love this guy this was such a great moment and we went through all of his great moments again and then we got the doc so in a weird way we did as sports fans I know that's not the most important but as sports fans we did kind of get to like say goodbye to him in a way that you don't with golfers yeah I I know it's selfish. I know. I know it is. But I think he's going to try. If he can. If he physically can try, he will. If if he could win one more after all of this now, I mean, holy hell. I mean, he's what, three short of Jack now? Three majors short? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. And uh, he already has the most overall wins. He already passed Sam Snead. That was a couple years ago. But he's still, I think, I think it's 18 to 15 right now in major split. The Nicholas. If, if, if he wins one more, I mean, uh, like, uh, that, ha, on a scale of one to uh, LeBron James 2016 uh, comeback. Like where, where 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 does that rank in like yeah it's it's a championship but like it's a little extra. I, mean, I, I feel weird even doing this obviously, but if that if you were to win one if you were to win one more after all this, uh, I, I think it stands by itself. I think he has to go back. He has to go back to like Ali after he was forced to step away for a while. Like it's like that level of shit. Or it's just not, it's a different conversation. Like, yeah, that would be number 16. I believe number 16. Uh, if I'm wrong, again, I'll, 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 I'll hear about it. But... I'll apologize. Yeah, I'll apologize to them. <laughs> yeah, it's a free they're podcast. Fine. It's a free yeah, podcast. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Um, but like, yeah, it's number 16 and all, but like, it's it's different it, it's it's a it's it's in a different category it's just it, it's over here like yeah when we're having the totality conversation it's included but like that gets an entire podcast episode not just a segment to that, you know bring out a nice analogy for the listeners what was that anything. we haven't seen anything that even remotely approaches that no, no, and I pray to God that we don't ever have to, because I mean, this dude, this this dude has been ravaged by just about every injury that a golfer could reasonably get. Has he had turf toe? I don't I'm know. Sure, he has. I'm sure he has. Yeah, uh, I mean, he really, he really has had. He's had everything. I mean, I don't know. It, it's. As time passes, I know this is going to happen to me a lot as I get older, and I'm going to look back at stuff that was such a big fucking deal when it happened, and I look back and I'm like, wow, we lost our minds about that, and we shouldn't have. But the the Woods 
cheating on his wife thing. Like, I didn't know if we were going to get into this. So no, we're not even going to get into it. I just want to briefly say, like, in the moment, it's hard to stress how big a deal that was. That was like and a look, it, bomb went off. It was just the biggest story for months and months, and and it was all anybody could talk. And everybody wanted to shit on it. Everybody was ready to do it. And you look back, and you're just like. All right, man. Like he, he's he. Bit, I think the most tactful way we can say it is you start choking on whatever you're about to say. Um, yeah. He's yeah. not Harvey Weinstein. He's not Louis C.K. No. He's not he's he's not. And I, I I don't even know if I want to say any more names, but he's not what we saw in Hollywood over the last few years. He's he's not. Chris Rock comes out on his special and is like, I cheated on my wife, right? <laughs> Barely makes a sound. 45 seconds later, people are clapping for him because he said yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not, again, no one is defending what he did. It's just like in comparison to everything. There's levels to this shit. It's my favorite <laughs> phrase to use on this podcast. There's levels to this shit. It's like, all right, look, like, is Tiger a perfect person no by no stretch is he a perfect person but is he as bad of a person for what he did as what harvey as weinstein we did? yeah as we tried to make him out to be no he's not and not even remotely close <laughs> like is he an asshole yes is he a dick yes is he all those words yes but is he like is he Satan incarnate? No. No, he's not. <laughs> and we have but to it, get... but, it, but but it was easy. It was easy to do it because yes. like look, look yes. is look, here's this guy who everyone no, nobody has a bad word to say about him. And all we have to say is he's the greatest, he's the greatest, he's the greatest. Look at his gorgeous wife look at his you know beautiful kids and all that stuff like he's got everything he's basically a billionaire at this point too by the way yeah he's a god i yeah. mean he's a god more so than i think we've really ever seen with maybe jordan but even then his gambling stuff was rampant <laughs> like yeah, that everyone knew that that was happening and we just kind of like ah, it's just my favorite phrase blank that's just blank being blank that was just michael being michael yeah, nobody had anything negative to say about Tiger until that. Now, when he did the "I apologize for my transgressions" thing, could he have done that better? Maybe I don't. Who cares? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Chris Chris Rock made jokes about it when he when he came out and talked about it. So you know, what, like, what's the right moment. way to address it? Yeah, it's a bad moment, but look, I, this might sound bad, but that's a bad job by his PR guy. Like who the fuck needs to come out yeah. like that? Just release something. What the hell was that? Like yeah. that was what he wanted to do, and he pushed through the people telling him not to do it. That's a different thing. But it seems like he got advice to do that. Yeah, who knows? But hey, this will look great, and it was just awful. <laughs> but like he was a literal god, and then all this shit happens, and it's just easier to do it. It's just easier to throw stones when it's so high up because everybody sees it 
everybody does it and especially when you have you know to bring it back when you have a 24-hour news cycle in certain for a lot of things what else are you going to talk about i know i know and it was i mean i just i think back to like some of the things i heard even back in the time as a kid and i was just like fuck that guy oh oh and and the part of the dog where he goes to augusta for the first time after the whole scandal and they like berate him it's like that was whoa that was are you fucking kidding me in his that was weird in you and I's lifetime, Augusta didn't let black people play at the course. And then you're going to have the person yeah. that runs the course stand up there and scold him like he's a child? Well, there was other stuff. Like, people pointed it out. It's like, there were golfers that came who, like, got released out of prison for rape. There was, like, yeah. there was also bad, like, not great people who were, like, coming to golf. <laughs> like hey I, and 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 i know that there's gonna be some people that listen it's like oh it's all about race shut up this is watch watch I mean, what happens yeah the augusta thing it's hard to it's hard to there there dis- isn't anything else going on other than race at that point because you know say what you want about john daly he's everyone's favorite butt of butt of a joke not a great person he hasn't gotten berated no. by, you know, the fucking nicely pressed suits at Augusta National. Just a bunch of old white dudes that, you know. It was bizarre, dude. It, that, it, that, just, it, 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 I don't even it was so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. And I can't imagine what he was. Th- and what's funny is, is he probably wasn't thinking about it at all. He probably didn't even hear about no. it until after the tournament. Well, I think he did respond to it in the moment or something. But yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, like he probably like, he, he was focused on playing. Like it's just, and I, and I I did have the thought like, what if, what if it were to happen today, to mm-hmm. who, who, what would LeBron be the corollary? It would be LeBron. If it yeah, happened I mean, to LeBron, I mean. We almost wouldn't talk about it. We'd be, we would feel weird about it. We would be like, but like if that happened, games are canceled or boycotted. Like if, because, because the corollary would be, yeah. If an owner of one of the franchises, because I guess that's the closest you can get. If the owner of one of the franchises said some shit like that before a game that LeBron, like say LeBron goes to X city and X teams, owner of that team's uh, of, of the team in that city says what those guys said well lebron's certainly not playing that game his teammates certainly aren't playing that game and the team members of the team whose city that that's in they're probably not playing that game. they're probably boycotting just as much as lebron's team uh, lebron and his team would like and that's 10 years and it's just it's uh, no, I, like I it's just, not that long ago. It's really not that long ago. No, no, it's not. Like we're we joke that we're old. We're not that old. Like ten years ago, like yeah. I was fifteen years old, and I can remember all of this shit. Like ten years ago was when the Suns were good. Yeah, well, I mean, and just the cringeworthy takes. 
of just yeah. like ever allow this guy to play again. He's such a bad example. Yeah. Like it was going around a lot he back should, then. He should be ashamed of himself. I he's not a role model should, for my kids and all stuff. Yeah. I'm like, look, dude, like again, like there's things in society that we punish for, and there's things that like look, that guy's gonna get enough punishment for. Yeah. Okay. He couldn't see his kids for a while. They moved to Europe. He lost. I know he's still fucking rich. Lost half his money. I was just going to say, not the most popular thing to say about it, but like he got half of his money taken away from him. He's publicly shamed. Like everywhere he goes, people are just kind of giggling and making fun. Like, like, fuck you. You didn't do anything legal. (laughs) Right? Like, get off like the condescension block is my point. Like, it was like the, the, the only court he's going to is family court. He's not going he's to going he's to not going to criminal court. <laughs> yeah, like his life blew up. That's enough. <laughs> like that's enough. The whole like shooting in the public square thing was I don't think it would happen today because it was so it was uncomfortable kind of in the moment. It wouldn't happen. Yeah. Um so I, I, I think we've exhausted this topic. I know we wanted to talk a little baseball. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, you know, it's like I I obviously like I listen to way too many sports podcasts, but whenever baseball is brought up, it's always just like, hey, do you want to shit on baseball for the next 15 minutes? Like, why don't we do that? Why don't we just talk about it's it's almost like if every time someone talked about the NFL, they only talked about concussions. They only talked about Tyreek Hill or like all the awful stuff. That being wait, said, wait, Tyreek Hill. That being said, we are going to shit on baseball now for a second because because we have, love it. Here's the thing: we shit talk because we care. We we yeah. we we. I'm not going to speak for you. Baseball growing up was my favorite sport. It was my favorite sport to play. It was my favorite sport to watch. Now, did it help that my hometown team had become the fastest expansion franchise to reach and win a World Series and was good for, what, the first eight, ten years of my life? Yeah, probably. But baseball was my favorite sport to watch. It was my favorite sport to play. It's not, and it's not my favorite sport to watch anymore. And obviously, can't play any sport worth a damn. So that's out the window. But, like, they have figured out a way to take a sport that had such rich history and so much tradition and make it a niche sport. Like, it's tennis. It's, it's, it's not even, it's not, like, we talk about the three major sports. I would say college football, college basketball, and then the NBA, NFL, and Tiger, ironically enough, when healthy, are cared more about than baseball on a national stage. And, you know, I'd agree with that. The, The thing is, though, is that it's not just policy. It's not just bad policy, although there has been plenty of that. And, you know, Oh no, Manfred's made sure about that. But two other things I think are really, really important is that the way it's played has changed to a way that is just less appealing to watch for people who are casual fans. Just a fact. 
all home runs and strikeouts are it's just not as exciting. I'm sorry. The shifts that take away hits are not as exciting. The pitching changes eight times a fucking inning before they which, change. Which, albeit they've worked to fix that with you have to yes. do three batters, which, hey, yeah. great. And because it was horrific to watch because that's what teams are doing. And then I think the third thing is that when you listen to baseball guys talk about it now, like when we were, oh God, I'm going to do it when we were, I really do sound old on this podcast. When we were growing up, like, the conversations about baseball were just like in basketball where there was like things that you can't quantify that you just like about a player or a team. Every guy who talks baseball now puts people to sleep instantly. It's like if we only used advanced analytics to talk about the NBA and we never talked about anything else. That is baseball coverage now. And it's, yeah. it's frankly, it annoys the ever living hell out of me because that is what's driving interest down is when people talk about it they talk about it like they're building a fucking rocket ship <laughs> instead of talking about a sport. And it's annoying for me. And I know what they're talking about. And ironically, you know, who's, if you could blame it on one player, you know, who, whose fault it is. If you could blame it on one player, it's Mike Trout's fault because he is so good. No, you don't, you don't know where I'm going with this. He okay. is so transcendently amazing at this sport by any metric, but most so when it comes to war, most so when it comes to advanced metrics. And his team is so ungodly sorry that people that know baseball, they have to make the point, look, this guy might be the greatest who's ever played the game. Yeah. Just because he hasn't never won a playoff series does not negate the fact that this dude individually is might be the greatest person who has ever played this sport. And then there's no conversation past that because then like the f- most fun while also the most irritating, while also the most should be the most nuanced, but also is happens to be the least nuanced conversation is clutch. Whatever the fuck that actually means is clutch. That's never brought up in baseball because now what's valued is, well, okay. Okay. Over a span of 162 games, what are you going to do? It's money ball. It's, the Mike Trout is the greatest ever ideal of what baseball is like seeing Mookie Betts put up all these super, 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 super numbers. And then the Red Sox don't play well. He can still win an MVP. Mike Trout has still won multiple MVPs, even though his team sucked ass. Now there's arguments as to what should happen and what should not happen uh, with, as regards to the most valuable player award. And that's, you know, different time for, that we can save that for the Pete Rose Hall of Fame discussion. But like there's no nuance now to your point because well, okay, what's his war? What, what's his war? That that'll just tell me everything I need to know about how good of a player he is. Because there's multiple things that go into a baseball player, and they're so hard to visually see. Because Trout doesn't hit 700 foot home runs. He doesn't. He hits yeah. line drives that go 10 feet past the fence way more than most people. <laughs> and he gets a lot of walks. He gets a shit ton of singles. 
He doesn't steal as much as he used to, but he steals every once in a while. He doesn't make errors. Now, he does make fantastic catches in the outfield, but like not a lot of his shit's eye-popping. In a swing super compact, super subdued, like it's just he's not he's not Barry Bonds. He's not walking up there. I'm going to hit it out of Yankee Stadium. Watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean Tatis is sort of that guy now. And, yeah, and but even but even Tatis, this la- the, the coverage of Tatis is settle down, young buck. You know, know your place. And again, it's going back to what we just talked about with Tiger and the guys at Augusta. It's you know, gee, I wonder why we're saying this shit about Fernando Tatis and not about say Mike Trout. But again, you know, not everything's about race, but there's a lot of things that's about race. And when it comes to these young mostly hispanic players that are coming up and they're a lot of where the talent pool is coming from major league baseball and now all these announcers and all the people the talking heads about baseball are like oh he you know this guy doesn't play the game the right way manny machado doesn't play the game the right way you know who does uh you know back back uh, chuck knoblock he played the game the right way like he he did like paul laduca he played the game right. It's like, okay, well, well bro, this, this is such a stupid conversation. All you're doing is saying that these guys didn't celebrate, these guys do, and you just don't like it. And there's so many, there's so many issues. I mean, I, I personally, I think shifts have taken away the casual fan because casual fans like seeing action. And so when the players know, hey, man, the only way that I'm going to get a hit is if I bomb this thing 400 fucking feet. So that's how I'm going to swim. Yeah. Because they got me covered everywhere else, basically, for the way I swim. I hate shifts. I wish that I wish we didn't have them. Uh, but one of the, you know, to the we're gonna get into like how would you fix it here in a second, but the coverage of baseball, right? The main national guy. When you listen to like when you listen to a basketball show, they will reference the NFL. Same thing with the NFL, they will reference basketball players. Baseball has become this isolated thing. Where the people who talk about baseball have no sense of what the hell's going on in any other they know one sport with like with, with like with like this yeah with the exception of like joe buck and cc sabathia <laughs> those yeah. are the only two people that cover baseball that also cover other things yeah but like the espn guys you you listen to the broadcast and i i see where these owners get in in this weird headspace where they're like i'm gonna spend because just a random stat more teams are spending 90 million or less now than did in 2005. That's insane. But I see where these owners get in their head where it's like, everything's fine. The TV money is coming in because they've encapsulated themselves in this echo chamber that only like includes their sport and what people who follow their sport think about their sport. And they're not, they, they, they're not well-rounded is my point. You listen to people talk about it. They don't bring in aspects from other sports. I mean, when we talk about like goat conversations and stuff, that's in the NFL and NBA. We don't even do that in baseball because the people who talk about it, again, it's, we've talked about baseball the same way for a hundred years. We're going to do that only now. We're only going to speak like we're building a rocket ship, like I said earlier. Yeah, for the shit out of any normal person who wants to listen, it's you can't listen to it. 
Yeah, because now now we have an advanced metric that measures who the best hitter in the, in Major League history is. We now have an advanced metric that measures who the best pitcher is. So then there's not like a there's not a discussion beyond that. But you know what? It, in the NBA, we have player efficiency rating, right? But there's we, not a one size fits all stat. There's not there's I not know. a war for basketball. There should be people making the case that war is not a is a what not a, <laughs> a fix all stat. My point is is that I love the game like I love it more than any other sport. Every podcast I listen to about that is just about baseball is unlistenable. I cannot do it. And again, I know a lot of the advanced shit they're talking about. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like the, you've turned this you've turned this into like. 11th grade geometry if i'm a gm yeah i care about it very much and i use it in my decision making and all that stuff it's not fun to talk about it's it's no utter, it's utterly as dry as you could make a sport <laughs> it, and that's how it's talked about and that is part of the problem that i don't think it's addressed enough because it's all about the product on the field look the product on the field needs work i mean again if i were going to change some things off the top of my head shifts would go away instantly I think not being able to take out the pitcher has to face a minimum of three batters or finish the inning. Uh, I think that's actually a good rule. Yeah. Climbing in between pitch. I mean, when you start shaving off like two seconds in between pitches and shit, I don't know what we're doing with that. Uh, I, I don't like the pitch counter just because like, okay, look, if there's a guy on first, like there, there, there's, there, there's different stuff going on and you could be, especially, well, if the guy's on first, you're checking him. That's going to add some time. If there's a guy on second, you're, the catcher's having to do a bunch of different signs in order to, you know, make sure that you're not, one, not getting mixed up, and two, so that they can't relay the sign like the Astros do. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's my number one thing. I, my number one focus wouldn't be any of the on the field stuff because I think we're getting there, other than just universal dh that's just easy it's it's yeah super easy to do because we already did yeah. it last year uh but my number one thing would be in the vein of our of our f- favorite son trevor bauer what his main argument is to rob manfred the online presence of baseball is dog shit the online, the, pre- the, the online presence of it is awful because we don't. Hockey is better. Hockey is better. Because they don't allow their videos to be shared. They don't allow, like, you know, House of Highlights for the NBA. We don't have that. <clears throat> we, we don't have stuff that's making the game accessible for younger generations we're not making it popular and we're not even put propping up the younger stars like a fernando tatis like a vlad vlad Guerrero jr like a lot of these guys that are coming up right now because they can't and like what hell vlad Guerrero isn't even in the united states <laughs> like yeah and so it's it's that much harder with the current rules that you have in place if you're not going to allow kids to watch this shit i mean other than the regional coverage that they see what what are we doing because right now we've had conversations about juju smith schuster and all the stuff that came up with him 
dude's TikTok famous in addition to being a famous wide receiver. Like, kids like him. So then they're going to watch Steelers games. Then they become Steelers fans. Like, it's a whole thing. And and another thing that I'm very much looking forward to seeing is MLB The Show, which is the one good baseball video game being able to be played cross-platform. That's going to be a huge thing because then more people will be able to play the game, which a lot of kids fall in love with players on Madden, fell in love with players on 2K. Like NBA Live was where I learned all of my NBA history because uh, growing up, you could enable having legends in the game. That's when I learned who Wilt Chamberlain was. That's how I learned who Jerry West was, Elgin Baylor, et cetera. Like that's how I learned how, who all those guys were. And it's such a good point. And yeah, I just got to, that is the old way of thinking though, right? Like NBA has this new way of thinking where they're tech focused. I mean, you think about Amazon, Snapchat, Facebook, Amazon's now running a profit, but they did it for like their first 15 years of existence. There's Netflix huge, still isn't. There's huge ass companies that monetizing what they have is second to creating the best pro and bringing in the largest Netflix's whole goal for, for the first 10 years of existence. How do we get as many people on here as we possibly can? And then we'll stab them in the back. That's what the NBA is doing. How can we get as many eyeballs on our players as possible? We're not going to focus on monetizing every single fucking uh, snapshot of our guys. Yeah. That's not important, right? Now. What's important is growth and to grow to grow, sometimes you can't be as greedy up front. It's about long-term returns with this stuff. And that is the problem that, that baseball owners have because they're of a different generation. They think differently. And a lot of them are old money. Like, it's just, yeah. it's, and I agree, a lot, of, a lot of NFL owners are also old money. But, like, the sport is just marketed in a way where, the commercials are, you know, they only play after the workday. <laughs> and there's no soul. When, when's the last time you saw an ad for baseball on TikTok, on Instagram, etc.? There's ads for fucking week seven Broncos, uh, Broncos Chiefs games on Instagram. You're, you're getting notifications from multiple platforms. Hey, this game's going on. Check it out. Baseball, either you know the game's going on or you don't. And it's up to you to figure it out. It's also up to you to figure out what channel it's on. It's also up to you to figure out how to watch it. All, all that stuff. Like, unless it's the World Series, and even then, there's not a lot of press going around about it. It's just, it's it's disappointing because of how cool the sport is. Because and they're looking it, at it the wrong way. They're looking at yeah. the they're, like they're, it's, it, it's a sport that just prints money because of how much content it gives you. And it's the one sport that you don't have. It's the one of the major three sports. If it's still a major three sports, I would argue it's a major two sports, but if there's still a major three sports, it's the only one that doesn't have a clock, which then it creates that tension. It creates anything can happen at any moment. Like you could, if the game's tied, you could blow the game at any moment. That's not the case in basketball. 
that's not the case in football as much. A little bit more so in football because of turnovers and stuff like that. But like basketball, if you don't have the ball, you can't score. You have to get the ball first. And in the NFL, you need the ball to get to, to score first. And granted, you have to be hitting in baseball to score. But any pitch can change the game in a fundamental way. And so watching, I can't think of another sport that's more nerve-wracking than watching your team in a playoff baseball game. Because at any moment, you could either be winning, you could either be losing by incredible margins. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think I've cited this study on the pod before, but ESPN did this whole thing back, it was around 2010, where they found that in over three-fourths of the cities where there were Major League Baseball stadiums, going to a baseball game was listed number one as uh, the best date spot in that city by like trip advisors or by like, by like people who review this stuff. My point with that is they act like it's just kids today. They don't get it. They'll get it when they're older. Bullshit. Kids don't dislike baseball. 10 years ago, if you weren't in like LA, New York or Chicago, it was the best place to go for a date. Like this sport does resonate with people our age. It's how you market it to them that's fucked up. It's how you talk about it that's fucked up. The sport itself, I mean, yeah, universal DH would be nice. And some of the changes I brought up haven't helped. People like going to baseball games and they would TV if it was marketed the right way. It's not that it's too long. NFL games are longer. Basketball games are just a little bit shorter. It's not the length of the game. And I would argue that it's the best one to see in person because the NFL, I've gone to more than a couple of football games. I prefer watching on TV because you can't see what's going on unless you are within the first 10 rows and between the 40s. Half the game you're watching on the damn screen at the, at the game anyways. So, and I, I, I personally prefer seeing football games on TV over in person nba it's a little different but they're also much more expensive tickets unless it's 2010 zero suns games where you can get in for two dollars um it's, but like it's loud you can't talk you can't yeah. talk and it's indoors it's cramped it's not a place to go with a date or like right hang out it's not a hangout place it's you're there to watch the game right else. and it's so quick that it deserves, if you're going to pay the amount of money that you're going to pay to go see a good basketball game and get decent seats, you're not interacting with anybody. You're staring just silently because it's happening so fast. And it's awe-inspiring because you're seeing guys like Giannis, like Anthony Davis, like Embiid, like LeBron, leaping and bounding across the entire court in two steps. And it's just like, whoa, it's like you're watching a bunch of super soldiers. You're just watching a bunch of Captain Americas running around doing shit. And with baseball, it's social. You can consume things during it. You can get up and go to the bathroom and not really miss a whole lot. Like it's it's just a different vibe. It's much more chill. It's much, it's an it's it's a night of relaxation with you know in come the seventh eighth and ninth some excitement and it's really cool to watch that's my point i i just i refuse to believe that young people have passed the sport by i don't think that's true no the the sport has it's not forsaken them (laughs) 
like exposed it, to them and they take the things that young people like out of it yeah i just think it's presented to them and i refuse again i i can't stress this enough i young people definitely would like but maybe not to the degree they did in the 50s when it was the only thing going but there's a huge market out there for young people in baseball and i'm it pisses me off that they don't even try they're just like no dude old guys old guys are our market and that's who we're going to target that's who we're going to advertise to and that's who we want it's like and what's funny is this golf is even now marketing to younger people yeah like like golf they figured it out they, yeah. they they've done i don't know if they figured it out but they're doing a much better job than they used to and certainly a much better job than baseball is if you're going to berate every single player under 25 year old that celebrates you're you're not going to get young kids you're just not because look at what the nfl did with allowing team celebrations and all that stuff that's some of the most social media clip worthy stuff that happens throughout the entire game is seeing these guys like do duck duck goose in the fucking end zone and shit because it's cool it's like oh look these this 320 pound dude is playing the same game that i play in pe at school like and it's just funny like it's you like at speaking as a former pitcher <laughs> if you give up a home run the dude can do fucking cartwheels around the bases don't give up a home run. <laughs> and by the way, the pitcher can scream, can freaking Hulk scream if he strikes you out. Like that's, that's exciting. One of the most exciting pitchers that we, that you and I got to watch was Jose Valverde because after every single strike that he threw, he lost his mind, <laughs> but the national coverage around it was, he just needs to, you know, know his place. He needs to calm down. He needs to win with grace. Why? Because <laughs> it makes you uncomfortable when someone who isn't white, like, shows superiority over you, over, over someone who is not, does not look like you, or that does look like you. Like, it just, it, it, it's, it's upsetting, disappointing, and irritating to many different fibers of my body. Yeah, and it, it really goes back to there was like a prolonged discussion about all this after the Jose Batista bat flip four or five years ago. For like a week. Yeah. People were finally talking about the baseball playoffs every day. Yeah. They're talking about that. They're talking about that moment. And there was were... objectively one of the coolest moments of baseball that I've ever seen. Yeah, but there were sizable majorities on both sides. There were sizable groups of people on both sides. And and so it became this huge national debate that I think most normal people didn't give a shit about. So baseball is relevant again. You have the Jose Batista, you have the fucking Astros and Red Sox thing, which maybe it'll bring some relevant. I don't know. Maybe it'll bring interest to the game, just people hating them. But hope so. You know, it's it's definitely not positive. It's never positive when your sport starts turning into professional wrestling. When people start feeling like part of it's rigged or that there's cheating going on like that's that's never good in terms of like the quality of the product so i'm hesitant to say that's a good thing but uh you know I, we're gonna get a full baseball season this year spring training in my hometown uh it's weird to be back can't here. go can't go to any of it 
Well, that's actually not true. They're going to have uh, probably like, I, heard I, I, I guess should, I should have said shouldn't go to any of it. Well, I mean, that's the thing is that like, it's like if they would actually limit the amount of people who bought lawn tickets, which they never do, and you could spread out outside and wear masks, like, sure, we can make it work. But like what they, they want to do is what they've always done is, yeah, the lawn's available. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah, social distance. We sell out when the fire marshal says we can't let people in. Yeah, and by, the, and by the time they get here, the game will probably be over. So, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a weird time, man. We didn't even talk about NBA on this pod. What we'll to say that we're on like hour, it feels like we're on like hour four right now. This is one of the longer ones we've done. Yeah, we, we had a lot to talk about. And there was a little bit of time in between recording the two pods. So, yeah. you know, we got to give, we got to give the people content. Bing, bing, bing. That's like what you said hour, that word twice now. I counted. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we we had a lot to say, and there's a lot. There was a lot to say on Tiger. There was a lot to say on the stuff that we talked about, and it's all nuanced stuff. So just to make a passing comment on it doesn't really do it justice. But um, so Tim, I I've now been asked by three different people when the Taylor Swift pod is dropping. <sighs> you know it it's coming it's it's being the thing with this stuff is that it it's being worked on in my head constantly as we speak yeah and when it's ready it's ready okay this is like george rr martin finishing game of thrones okay like it it is except for we're not we're we're not going to give a deadline no because we don't want to disappoint our people no never but um, I will say, so we're the next podcast, we're going to talk about Bachelor and uh, we're going to update everybody on our feelings towards that. Coming up, though, I don't know if it's going to be this coming podcast. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. The Tim and Tony Pod's favorite, uh, favorite band from Las Vegas, uh, the lead man is going to be on this podcast. He's going to be talking about The Bachelor, and we're going to have some new intro and outro music. We're, we're, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun with it. Uh, you have anything to ha- have any closing remarks, Tim? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> how's, the, how's the OnlyFans game going? OnlyFans has slowed down, you know? It has. Well... The pandemic was really good for it. Yeah. Uh, You're speaking in past tense. That's cute. Oh, you are in Arizona, though. So that makes sense. The OnlyFans thing. What happened to OnlyFans is what people thought was going to happen with TikTok. Is that it's really, really popular when everybody's sheltered in and has a lot of time, but it's going to fizzle out over time. That's not going to happen to TikTok. I can tell you, right, like their daily active users may slightly, they're going to be fine. OnlyFans is a little bit different story. Once people start going back to work and they can't just sit around at home all day, <laughs> it, there's less buyers. I'll say that, but I think the supply is probably going to keep going. Well, because it's it, it's all about supply and demand, and when there's a large part of the supply that's free, it's different. It, 
I'll and, 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 and when the supply is still going up, but the demand is going down a little bit. Well, there's now, but you see it all the time. You're seeing it's not just like the crazy random news story. It's like it's an everyday occurrence of like females making like 20 grand a month on these sites. Like, I mean, yeah. we can laugh at it all we want. It, there are legitimate business people. Like I'm that, so happy for them that are going to be millionaires. For, yeah. I don't know if that's happened yet. I'm sure it has, but like there are going to be lots of millionaires made from that site that post yeah. content on there. I mean, it's just a fact. Like, yeah. I don't know. Look, do I understand it? No, but I don't understand a lot of things. I, I just look at the numbers. And, and, and you know what, Tim, it takes a big man to say when he doesn't understand something. That's right. It, it, it really does. So if, 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 if there's a parting shot in this podcast, it's try to be self-aware, try to know when you're wrong. As I've said multiple times, I, I, I might say things that are wrong in this podcast. I believe we're, we're running about two hours close to at this point, maybe an hour and a half. So, I mean, you know, I'm going to say some things. I might be wrong. And if I am, I want someone to tell me and we'll talk about it. But be self-aware enough to know when you might be wrong or when given the evidence that you are wrong, accept it. Tim, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. Same username for both. It's at tleduke32. That's T-L-E-D-U-C 32. And they can find me at tfelix34 on just about everything. Uh, don't I'm not I'm not I haven't been creating any content on TikTok yet, so that's that's still in the works. Um, but yeah, so I think that's it. Yeah, do we have anything else? Rate, subscribe, review. Rate, subscribe, review. Thank you guys for listening. Um, but yeah, look forward, looking forward to having uh, our favorite Vegas uh, musician on the pod. Uh, looking forward to the new music. It's going to be off of his new album. Uh, that's going to be coming out here in a bit. We might be getting a single, so exciting stuff. Uh, and yeah, uh, thanks guys for listening. Rate, subscribe, review, all that good stuff. And we will be back with y'all shortly. JDF plays out. Time and daylights on the way, like, see, I'm in the car back.